0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Loni Mother, Father, Creator, God, I greet the new day. I greet the four directions that create the world. You are now listening live and in archive to the Divine Prince, Pan-African spiritualist, practitioner, author, and advisor, and Lagun Oloye, Hudu Oya Bokur. Sharing with you on all things spiritual, mystical, metaphysical, cosmic, universal, evolutionary, revolutionary, healing, and holistic from a Pan African hoodoo world spiritualist perspective. Understanding that all is truly and indeed a blessing. If you can just see beyond the veils, for it is all just an illusion and a test, and one of the greatest divine mysteries of this life cycle this is my constant prayer my mantra affirmation reverberation reiteration and my personal ever living reality it is crucial to the very foundation of my understanding my teaching my walk my work my demonstration along this divine all blessed life path and journey It is how I, the Divine Prince, make sense out of all that we are challenged with here in our daily existence on Mother, Father, Earth, and it is my personal place of power and inner standing, the place from where I begin, the place from where I realize and crystallize all my endeavors, understanding that I and I alone create and co-create my divine all-blessed reality, and I and I alone create and co-create. My divine, all blessed destiny. And so it is, say, Today is Monday, July 23rd, 2018, and I am emanating and vibrating with you and for you live, virtually, verbally, cosmically, quantum, universally, from this working temple of the house of the divine prince. Type Ocean, Voodoo Central. Black Hawk Voodoo, in this legendary, historic, beautiful, and most enchanted city in America, New Orleans, Louisiana, the land of my ancestors, and those who came before me, along those who brought this spiritualist voodoo, obey our life path and journey to us and before us, passing down the great obeah stick, along with the knowledge of the healing, life-giving herbs, roots, plants, rituals, spirits, and minerals. I'm humbled, honored, and appreciative of those who do join me here in this squared circle of gods and goddesses at high noon U.S. Central Standard Time for the Power Lunch. In our 10th year, the Power Lunch, revolutionary hoodoo, New Orleans voodoo secrets and recipes. My website, direct URL, is www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash, the hyphen, divine hyphen, and my live listen-in and call-in number is area code 347-215-967, 347-215-8967, and be mindful, I can always be reached with your questions, comments, or requests by way of email. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year, and 360 degrees of well-documented revelation and manifestation at www.houseofthedivineprince.com. I first went to, not first, I retract that. In this moment, divine moment in time space, I allow, the power and the presence of spirit to enter. And so I want to first say that ATR, traditional African-based religious systems, in all things we seek balance. Uh, I think a better word than balance is harmony. And as a natural-born musician, singer-musician, I came out the womb singing and playing instruments. My first uh, opportunity to connect with spirit, to see spirit, to understand spirit, to know that there, there is and what is spirit still is and always has been first through music. But I like to also use the word harmony. Harmony. Harmony suggests something beyond just balance. Balance seems, I don't know, official. Balance seems um, one force sort of pushing against another. And when I visualize, put imagery to harmony, I like to put imagery to my words, to what I'm saying. Uh, Some of you might better understand my cadence in the show because there's always harmony behind the words. Rhythm, syncopation, tone, but more importantly, harmony. And these are the words, the powers that come to mind when I envision balance. The yin and yang is great, but I think for many the two-dimensional representation of the yin and yang, the black and white representation of the yin and yang, is is unfortunately reinforced by archetypes in our heads and our consciousness that associate with those things, black, white, uh, uh, opposing teams, opposing forces. So when we think of balance, let's harmonize. Let's bring harmony into consciousness. And so we can do that by reprogramming how we reference that word. For some time, start by for some time saying harmony and balance. Together, don't use one without the other, particularly when you are speaking uh, in terms of things that we like to seek balance in. But the the concept of universal harmony is characteristic to African thought. As Africans, we believe there is harmony in the universe, the cycling of the planet, the tides. Of the earth, the growth of vegetation, the lives of animals and people are all related in terms of harmony, cyclical consciousness. We have been programmed to think uh, in a very linear way in Western culture and Western thought. The indigenous world had a more secular concept of themselves, their environment, yeah. and ultimately the, the universe, all that is in the universe emitted from the same source, the same universal mind, if you will, but I'd like to say from the same harmony, from the same vibration. Many traditions reference God speaking creation into existence. And we look beyond, look over, look past the the speaking. We can get caught up in the conversation about the doctrine in another show. (laughs) Um, I don't support the Bible. Many of my listeners know that I don't support the Bible. I view it as a a tool of enslavement and white supremacy at its finest. The ancient Egyptian priests, looked at the universe and noted the ratios of the different planetary cycles and counted the rhythmic period in nature. They also calculated the ratios of the human body. They put together a sacred geometry, a sacred harmony, a sacred rhythm, which was set of mathematical ratios and proportions. They believed these ratios, if used, in the sound of music and the architecture of buildings, like the pyramid, could resonate with the life forces of the universe and thus enforce life. We could even discuss levitating stone using harmony, using vibration. I'm a fan of ancient aliens. Probably watch every episode of, of ancient aliens. And so I know that there is an understanding of the usage of vibration in scientific equations. So the ancient physician, the ancient priest of the Nile Valley, was said to have instructed temples and constructed temples that were called per ankh. Per-ank, in today's language, they would be called the house of life of the thousands of medical papyri originally written, less than a dozen have been discovered. And of that number, the Ebers papyrus and the Edwin Smith papyrus, they're always named after the the people who find them. Uh, and, and somehow it's white people that find them. We hear stories about um, kids, playing and falling into holes in the desert and and discovering things. People, you know, walking their their animals and animals falling into holes and discovering things, but somehow the archaeological evidence always ends up titled and in the hands of people unlike those who live and exist in the region where these things are found. Mm -hmm. The Edmund Smith papyrus was published in 1930 by James Henry Breasted, who had spent 10 years transplanting and translating the document. This papyrus described 48 different injuries to the head, face, neck, the throat, and spinal column, and the appropriate surgical methods for attending to them. It is suspected that the 18th dynasty scribe who was responsible for copying the original text only wrote the first 48 cases dealing with the upper third of the body there are more than 90 anatomical terms left in the Edward Smith papyrus and there are more than 200 terms listed in various Nile Valley medical literature we know who the source of Medicine in the world is. This papyrus is also of great importance because it uses the word brain and references to the neurological relationship between the brain, spinal column, and the nervous system and the body. The Ephraim Papyrus, circa 1500 BC, explores a broad range of medical science and includes chapters on the pulse and Cardiovascular system, dermatology, gynecology, or theopathy, oh my goodness, O P H P A L M O L O G Y, ophthalmology, burns, fractures, intestinal disorders, and much more. There is also considerable evidence that physicians in Egypt. Practice circumcision, brain surgery, and were extremely well versed in gynecology and obstetrics. By 2000 BC, physicians in Egypt had already created an effective organic chemical contraceptive. This formula consisted of a cake, cake, spice, honey, and dates, which were mixed in a specific ratio and inserted into the vagina. Modern science has since discovered that acacia spikes contain lactic acid, which is a natural chemical spermicide. Pregnancy and fetal sex tests were conducted by Egyptian herbalists who soaked bags of wheat and barley in a sample of a woman's urine. Urine from a pregnant woman was known to accelerate the growth of certain plants. If the barley sprouted, it meant that the woman was pregnant and was going to give birth to a female child. And if the wheat sprouted, it meant that she would give birth to a male child. The urine pregnancy test was not rediscovered by modern science until 1926. And the wheat barley sex determination test was not developed until 1933. The wheat I'm sorry, the wheat barley sex determination test was not developed until 1933. In 1987, the National Academy of Sciences published a report by the National Academy of Engineers entitled Lasers Invention to Application. In a chapter titled Lasers in Medicine, the author Rodney Perkins, M.D., suggests that a form of laser was actually used in ancient Egypt. Dr. Perkins states that the use of the laser in medicine and surgery has a relatively short pedigree of less than two degrees, two decades. Although the range of laser radiation extends both below and above the physical portion of the electromagnetic spectrum. That radiation is, in a sense, only a special form of light. The use of other forms of light in medicine long ago as 6,000 years ago can be found evident in hermetic uh, or ancient Egyptian archaeology. There is documentation that the ancient Egyptians recognized and used the therapeutic power of light 6,000 years ago, patches of depigmented skin, too, as vitiligo, were cosmetically undesirable in Egyptian culture. Egyptian healers reportedly crushed a plant similar to present-day parsley and rubbed the affected area with the crushed leaves. Exposure to the sun's radiation produced a severe form of sunburn only in the treated areas. The erythemic subsided, leaving hyperpigmentation in the previously depigmented area. While looking at now Valley Egypt and its contributions to natural and herbal medicine, it must be understood that we are not just talking about Egypt alone. We have to consider the people, the cultures, the ethnic groups that fed Egypt, Kemet, Mero, Ethiopia, Sudan, Nubia. We must consider the whole continent, which extends over 4,000 miles into the geography of Africa. Many tribes and African nations contributed their share of herbal and medical wisdom. This would include Sudan, Ethiopia, Nigeria, Mali, Libya and dozens of other African nations. The Nile Valley, however, became something of a cultural highway, which made it a great historical stopping place and archive for wisdom and knowledge. Let's keep in mind that there was no word for, no idea of religion in ancient Egypt. They knew Pekka or magic. They only knew magic. Therefore, re- reinforcing our belief and our understanding that voodoo is the first organized world religion, and it can be found throughout the continent in its various forms, in its various faces, and its various ethnic cultural demonstrations. Out of Africa, the world's first organized system of herbal and medical science. And we know that to be voodoo. We know that to be the herbs, the plants. Some would say the Iwe. This knowledge was so profound, much of it passed from the Egyptians to the Phoenicians, the Yoruba, India, Syria, Babylon, the Middle East, the Greeks, the Romans, from the Romans to the Western Empire. The three major herbal systems, Ayurveda, Chinese traditional medicine, and Western herbology were extracted from, appropriated from, taken and stolen from the knowledge created by the priests and wise men in the Nile Valley. We also understand that that highway traveled between the Nile Valley and, and the West coast of of Africa. We say Nigeria, but there are many uh, ethnic groups and artificial countries now constructed along that route within that cultural uh, time and space that have been influenced by help to carry this information and this knowledge, ultimately worldwide. The Nile Valley, so then carried by way of this superhighway, this knowledge to greater parts of the world. And it endures to this day in humanity, masked by other sciences, other cultures, other languages, other traditions. Early in its history and its development, the Nile Valley civilization created a basic way of life and attracted teachers and priests from other parts of Africa also including and enriching the original composite composition within the Nile Valley by the time the Yoruba people made their journey to the Nile Valley led by the mystic prophet Arumala Egyptian priests had accumulated centuries of herbal and medical knowledge the Yoruba's drew from this treasure chest of wisdom and incorporated into their own religious and cultural customs. The key point in respect to the evolution of Yoruba medicine is that Egyptian knowledge coupled with that earlier milk people produced the outcome of Yoruba herbal practices that many of us know and practice and appropriate appropriate today from a conceptual standpoint Osain herbalism is a religion a philosophy and a science born from this concept is the idea that oneness with the creative essence brings about a wholeness in the human essence seekers or spirits of the system of Osain or Yoruba seek to bring themselves into alignment. We say balance, and with his spiritual being, immortal reality, and his relationship with the divine cause, we seek universal harmony. This is achieved through herbs, spiritual baths, right living, diet, rituals, and self-development, which are meant to maintain a healthy and happy life. Thus, Osane oh is divine journey to the inner self, which encompasses all aspects of life. Many of my clients and my initiates and my godchildren have heard me say, and, and as a new client thinking about seeking me for service, You will hear me say again, without a strong foundation, a clear and solid foundation with your ancestors and then with yourself, with your own head, with your own understanding of who you are, you have no real platform to to begin with, to jump off. And that which you are able to create has no foundation has no strong foundation beneath it. As envisioned by the ancient prophet Arumula of Yoruba, the Ifa corpus, the cosmic intelligence of Ifa, is the text of Osain herbalism. Arumula saw that dual levels of potentiality in the human body. Through him, we understand that the study of Animate and inanimate, manifest and unmanifest, visible and invisible worlds, leads to fundamental understandings of the process of growth and life cycles of trees and plants, the lives of insects and animals, and, of course, human nature. Through the guidance of Arumula, the principles of Yoruba cosmology evolved. The self existent being. Odomare, or the one source who is believed to be responsible for creation and maintenance of heaven and earth, of man and woman, and who also brought into divinity and spirit who we know as Orisha, who are believed to be his functionary intermediaries between mankind and the self existent being Odomare. With that understanding. We seek universal wholeness. We seek a universal uh, balance that is greater than just balance itself. It is universal harmony that we seek. Harmony Harmony has a rhythm, has a cadence. It it can be felt. It is palatable. It can be seen. It is is an action. It is a response to, it is a movement from the original idea, the original concept, the original thought. It's one thing to get in our heads and to speak it with clarity in our head, for indeed that is the space in which we can create and recreate. But then when we let it pass through our mouths, when we speak it through our mouths, it is when we are activating that ashe. It was through the ashe nature that matter and force of creation evolved from. Again, many of the stories of creation Speak about a God or, or a goddess or a universal deity that speaks things into creation through vibration. This was created by Old Damari for a divine purpose. The union of the Orishas and Abba human development gave birth to the dual potentiality of the human spirit. It is the goal of man to align his earthly consciousness with his head, with Ori, the physical and spiritual head, in order to connect with his divinity. So the true triad, if you will, the true trinity, if you will, is the most high creator. In Yoruba they say, Oda Mare. In, in Voodoo we say, Mawalisa. In other traditions, there are other names, other words, other vibrations that are spoke that resonate, creator, the most high creator. Then we unify that triangle, that trinity, with our connection to our ancestors, which connects us back to ourselves, and of course our head, our sense of God-consciousness, our true being, being in God consciousness. It's a doing that we activate in thought, in vision, then we emit, we project that vibration into reality, into the world by what we say, by what we think, by what we say, by what we create and recreate, and then project into our reality. I'm always open to your your questions, comments, and requests, and complaints, and insults, and whatever else you might feel you need to um, uh, share with us. My live listening and calling number is area code 347-215-8967, 347 347-215- 215 eight nine six seven with your question comment or request during my live airing broadcast here at www.logtalkradio.com dot com forward slash the hyphen divine hyphen print all is a blessing Ashe.